To our new passengers, aloha and welcome. As you board, please move across your car to make room for everyone and kindly offer available seating to those needing special assistance. The show will begin momentarily. Thank you. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. Welcome to Dave's Disney View podcast, provided on our own version of the information highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Dave's Disney View is a look at the Walt Disney World Resort and sometimes beyond, as seen through the eyes of Dave, a frequent visitor, a one-time cast member, and an engineer who simply enjoys the magic and wonder of it all. Now, please keep your party together and put on your virtual mouse ears. And by all means, enjoy the show. Hey everyone, it's Dave again. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. Today on this podcast, I'd like to continue my discussion with Kurt talking about Disney cruising. If you didn't catch part one, I recommend going back and listening to it in the archive. Uh, just head over to DisneyPodcast.net and uh, look at the uh, old shows, and you can find a copy of it to, uh, to go through. But let's pick up the discussion and talk about the fun that is Disney cruising. There's Pirate Night, and Pirate Night, um, you have all your serving people dress up in pirate costumes for dinner, and they talk like pirates for dinner. And uh, um, then after that, there's a party on the main deck where they put uh, they put uh, covers over the pools between the funnels, and then they have a big show up there on the front. Um, they put up a stage, and they have a big show up there with Minnie and Mickey and Captain Hook and and uh, you know Disney characters, and they they do it like a 20 minute Disney like a street show. It, it, Kingdom, you know, and uh, and everybody uh, has pirates, and then later that night they have an they have fireworks display off the ship. So really, you know, almost like a little mini Magic Kingdom thing going there, uh, with you know, with wishes. Um, and like I say, you know, uh, and that's just on board the ship. And I'm just thinking to myself, fireworks off a cruise ship? How cool! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes sense. You know, you shoot them off the side. You're not in danger of burning anything down, obviously. No, absolutely not. But no, who, who else would sure. think of that, right, besides Disney? Yeah. So, um, now, if if you don't want to do all that, oh, and, and the spa. There's a spa on board. The ship's called Senses. And, again, to use the service in there, that costs extra. Sorry. But they have a full spa suite of services, um, you know, massages, facials, uh, I don't know, body wraps, uh, all that stuff that I know nothing about. But it's there. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard about it, so there it is. <laughs> I've heard about it, there it is. Uh, now, I'm a big fan of massages, but I don't I don't know the whole spa, all the different spa treatments you can have, but that's there. Um, of course, again, run by Disney professionals, high service. Um, so, you know, if you can't find something to do on board the ship, you're not trying. Okay. Um, Every day they give it, they they send out a, a thing called the Daily Navigator, um, which is a list of all the things going on in the ship that day, and it's full two pages front and back every day. Um, and again, like I say, you know they, they have the funnel vision constantly moving. So if you just want to go up to the main deck, 
sit in a chair and watch the latest Disney movie up on the front funnel, you can do that too. Um, and that's, you know, that doesn't even count Castaway Key or Nassau or any of the other ports you might go to. Wow. Wow. Um, so, trust me, you will, now, if you want to relax, you can do that too. Um, Deck 11 is not the most relaxing places. It's like a crowded beach in a way because there's, there's plenty of deck chairs and lounge, but all the kids are up there playing in the pool. A lot of the adults are there. Um, you know, Deck 12, which is um, sort of this uh, oval-shaped deck with the, you know, with the center is open, so you, the pools are below it. But you go up to 12, and that's where you lay out in the sun if you want. Um, if you want to have the old experience of, you know, sitting, you've seen the people sitting in the deck chairs with the blankets over their legs reading a book as the ocean goes by, mm-hmm. there's a deck four down below. There's an area that runs around the whole circumference of the ship. That's this open deck area. And there are these, are there are the wooden lounge chairs from the, you know, the previous, um, uh, chaise lounges almost, um, uh, that you can sit down on deck four um, and and read your book and not crowded at all and just watch the sea go by. So if you want to relax, you can do that. Um, you can go up to the adults only area, uh, decks eleven and twelve, and uh, they have the um, the lounge chairs up there, and you can sit up there out in the sun if you want, or or sit there and read your book. Um, and it's a lot quieter up there, trust me. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, if you do want to just relax, there are plenty of places on board the ship. Now, you may you, you have to take some responsibility in going to find them. But if you go down to Deck 4 um, on the uh, on the Dream of the Fantasy, or I don't know where it would be on the Magic and the Wonder, but they, uh, they have that area. So um, if you want to do that. There's also a health club on board the ship, you know, which is in mission to which is included in the price. So if you want to go work out, you can do that. That's cool. Um, deck four, like I said, uh, open around the circumference of the ship, um, actually has markers along it for distance, so you can trod around deck four. Oh, that's cool. Running in. That's neat. So, um, you know, Disney has thought of, I can't imagine what they didn't, I, I couldn't think of anything they didn't think of. And, you know, when you're sitting on a cruise ship, sometimes that, your mind wanders a little bit. What, what else would I do differently? <laughs> yeah, uh, I couldn't think of anything. And... Um, there's the Midship Detective Agency. I wanted to ask uh, you about that. Did you did you take advantage of that? Absolutely, we did. Um, you go down to a little station on Deck 5. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got two terminals there. Um, you um, you slide your card through the, your key to the, the magic card through a reader. Um, it identifies you. You get a little, um, it's an OQR, it's a card with an OQR code on the back okay and it's a, it's a detective card and then you get a clue sheet and uh, that also has a map of the ship on it and what you do is you go from that station and you get a mystery to solve it's either in the case of the missing puppies okay right out of 101 dalmatians or it's the case, the other case was the the something like the dastardly villain that's 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 on the ship that you have to find and you follow the map around, and it takes you to a series of interactive um, displays on in the ship. 
that are mounted on the walls, and they look like paintings or portraits, you know, pictures on the, on, just hung on the walls. And the, the technology is so wonderful that you look at them, they look like just paintings. Okay. And they'll be paintings like, you know, Bambi and Thumper right. or, uh, you know, a scene from Up or some other Disney scene. But when you get there and you stand on this little marker on the floor and you hold up your, your uh, QCR card, it reads the code on the card. And from some pinhole camera mounted somewhere on the wall there, which I was never able to find, <laughs> and the display suddenly comes to life, and the characters run off, and maybe it opens up like a curtain, or maybe it, the characters start talking to you and say, you know, uh, here's your clue for this station. We're still looking for the puppies. You know, can you help us find it? And you also have to figure out the villain. And the flow of the game is like clue, because at each display you get a clue. Okay. And you, and it'll be a clue like the villain has left their lipstick here. Well, that <laughs> lets out the men in your, you, you have a list of possible villains and it lets right. the men, so you cross them off. And you go around and around and around and pick up these clues until you finally figure out who did it. You know, and then at the final station it does that. And I would bet, although we didn't do it enough to, to be sure, that each time you play it, it's, it can be different. Because there's no technical reason it can't be a different villain each time you play it, even if you play the same game. That's so, cool. And there's two games. Uh-huh. So you could do this, and, and my daughter ran off, and for hours she was running around the ship doing this. Um, and again, uh, you know, it's like the, I think the Sorcerer's Magic um, interactive thing at, at the Magic Kingdom is the same kind of technology. I think you're right, and I, I look forward to doing that one on my next trip. I'm gonna I'm gonna take advantage of it while I'm there. I, I want definitely want to check right. it out. So I'll let you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we did that. Took a, that used up a couple hours, you know. So, sure. Um, honestly, uh, you know, I, I, I can't imagine anybody um, who couldn't find something they wanted to do on board one of these cruises. And again, we haven't even talked about getting off the ship. Yeah, you know, we've gotten this far, and we haven't talked about getting on. We've only talked about getting on the ship and riding the ship. So that's right. <laughs> so sounds like uh, sounds like to this point everything's been great. Um, so what what happens when you get off the ship, or what do you, what can you do? Well, um, it depends on where you are. Um, if you're in one of the regular ports, they will have a number of activities scheduled that you can sign up for, where you know tours of the port area or adventures that you can go on. Uh, the first day we docked in Nassau in the Bahamas, um, and the number of activities was endless. Um, there's a number of very large resorts in, in Nassau, um, as I'm sure you know, yep. um, the Atlantis Resort and some other things. And they have some kind of agreement with the Atlantis Resort. And if you want, you can go over to the Atlantis Resort and lay on their beach, or you can go uh, sailing, or you could go on a glass-bottom boat, or you could go swim with the dolphins at the Atlantis Resort. Um, now, all these excursions that are Disney-guided uh, were extra. There was an extra a charge associated with them, and it was moderately expensive to do some of this stuff. Um, but you could also just walk off the ship and walk through downtown Nassau, which is what we did. Okay. And I don't know if you've ever been to Nassau. Uh, not in a long time, um, but yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty touristy town. Um, but we enjoyed the heck out of it. We had a blast just walking around, talking to some of the vendors, uh, haggling our prices over little, you know, uh, uh, souvenirs, for the touristy souvenirs. Right. Um, getting getting uh, 
uh, you know, the taxi drivers would come up and try and sell you their own little personal tours of Nassau, you know, and uh, and we had a blast. Um, you know, there's some very uh, fine shops in Nassau, uh, right next to some really horrible touristy rip-off places. Yeah, that's what I remember about it, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's basically what it is, but we'd never been there. We had a ball. Um, and then you just walk back, and you walk back right down the pier, back up onto the ship. And when you're done. That's cool. And uh, then, if, you know, like I said, a lot, most of the people get off the ship. It's time to ride the aqueduct, you know. Um, but we had a blast in that song. And, um, um, you know, basically every port they hit is, is like that. There will be a whole long list of activities that you can sign up for. For various prices, you know, from twenty dollars a person to a couple hundred dollars a person, that take an hour to take all day, right? Um, and uh, all that kind. Of, so you can do again as as much or as little as you want. It, it basically, you know, I mean, yes, we spent money on lunch in Nassau, and we spent money on some T-shirts, um, but it didn't cost us a whole lot, you know. Or you can you can sit on the ship the whole day if you want. Excuse me. A little cold. Um, anyway, uh, and uh, and just hang out on the ship. This is going to be a lot quieter on the ship too, if you if that's what you want. Uh, but uh, you know, that's that's one kind of that's typically what you have in most ports. I understand that you know the cruise things right next to us at the same pier was the Carnival Fantasy, um, and on the other side of us was the um, Royal Caribbean Allure of the Seas, was right next to us on the other side. So, okay, so all kind uh, of in the same space there. Um, yeah, we're basically in the same space. I'm sure a lot of other ships tie up there. It was pretty clear that the main area right off the pier there was was um, pretty much designed for all the tourists that were getting off the cruise ships. Um, I mean, it's pretty obvious that that was their entire economy right there, you know. So, um, and uh, like I said, there were plenty of people getting off the ships, and and uh, you know you. You need to keep your head about you just a little bit, obviously, with all these people hawking things at you. But if you don't take it too seriously, um, it's not dangerous in any sense. Um, you know, it's uh, it can be a, just a good old time, you know. Um, no, I, I would think that know, it is. It, it just, I mean, everything about it just sounds so cool. It sounds like it would be a blast to go out there and just, you know, kind of enjoy it and take it in and almost have like a, a Disney vacation of a sort. You know, without going to Disney World or Disneyland or, you know, you kind of... It is. A different view. It, it, yeah, it very much is. Um, they transferred uh, as much of the Disney experience as they can at the parks onto the ships. Like I said, the character meet and greets, uh, the service, the cast member friendliness, um, uh, the, you know, the way they handle the food, um, the, the, the constant immersion, the theming, the pirate party, mm-hmm. you know, all stuff. If you tra- if you took all of that stuff on off the ship and put it at a Disney resort, it would be right at home. You know, it wouldn't it it wouldn't uh, you wouldn't really notice the difference. I don't think. That's really cool. Um, so, because I, I think that's you know that's one of the things that's that's really the hallmark of Disney is that they take it they take care of everything. They make sure that you're all that everyone is happy that they've got what they need and you know that everyone is is well cared for. Um, yep. We were talking for a couple of minutes, you know, that they, they take care of people, you know, if you have an, if you have some sort of an issue, whether it's a physical issue, a food allergy or whatever, they'll take care of that too, which I think is really amazing. Um, yes, absolutely. 
So, you know, please do, you know, make sure you tell them um, if you have any issues. And, you know, you can always call the cruise line in advance and, you know, do anything you need to. If you have special needs or something, you can certainly take, they'll help you take care of that. Um, oh, absolutely. As, as an example of that, um, you know, when we got on, when we initially booked the cruise, the only seatings for dinner um, were second seating, which is at 830 at night. That's a little late for us. Um, but. Um, so we decided we'd try it. Well, we tried it the first night. It didn't work. We were exhausted. It was only 8.30, but we were exhausted. We didn't feel like eating. Normally, eat between 6 and 7. So I went to the guest services the next day, and I said, can you switch our dining time? And they said, well, we don't know, but we'll check. A couple hours later, I got a phone call from them. Yes, we've switched your dining time. You now dine at 6. Awesome. So they, they just moved us to the first seating. And, you know, they're dealing with, the Disney Dream can carry up to 4,000 passengers. And like I said, this was, um, this was school vacation week for us. And uh, a lot of people on the ship were from the Northeast, school vacation week. It's pretty crowded. But, again, Disney accommodated us, switched us to the first seating, and, and from the second night on, we ate at the first seating uh, in the evening. Um, That's you know, cool. I, I think, I don't know how the cruise lines do it, uh, but that bears a little explanation. Dinner, breakfast, and lunch are served pretty much a la carte in 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 any number of places on board the ship. Dinner is a sit down meal. There's a first seating at six o'clock, a second seating at eight thirty, um, and is in one of the main three main restaurants. Or you can eat in the specialty restaurants, which are Paolo and Remy. But the main restaurants are the Animators Palette where they have the LCD screens around the wall that entertain you during the course of the meal. And uh, in the animator's palette, uh, the characters from Nemo would swim by your table, stop and talk with you, and then swim on. That's cool. Um, you know, right at the, at the end of the table, up against the wall, there would be a big LCD screen. And they were all over the, the restaurant. And, uh, you know, Crush would come by and talk to you. And you could actually talk to him, and he would interact with you like Turtle Talk with Crush at, at Epcot. Um, or a monster, you know, uh, the laugh floor. Um, That's really cool. <laughs> that is really cool. And then there's the Enchanted Garden, which we talked about a little bit. Very nice, sort of, you know, feels like you're in a garden. And then there's the Royal Palace, which is themed like Cinderella's royal table, um, but was actually, in, in some ways, the most pedestrian of the restaurants because the theming was kind of understated and, and there wasn't anything really special about it. Um, although the food was better there than it was in the other two. So, um, <laughs> but um, you get assigned a table like you're, like a lot of cruises, and uh, if you're a small party, you probably will find yourself seated with another group. Um, as it happened, the other group that we were with, at least the first night, was also from our town. Not just from Massachusetts, they were from our town in Massachusetts. That's amazing. <laughs> so uh, it was, it was incredible. And, and I can't believe that was an accident. No, you got to think that there was a little planning that went on there, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the wait staff also is the same wait staff every night. So that when you, um, when you change restaurants, you know, and, and what you do is you rotate. Every night you eat in a different restaurant. So the, the next night in a different restaurant, but your wait staff is the same. Okay, so they're just ro- rotating them around as well. That's clever. Right. And uh, we talked to the head server, and he says he'll, he had 18 different jackets and costumes to wear hmm. based on, you know, what what they were doing and, and what they were serving that night. So Disney had completely gone, you know, whole hog in, in, um, in investing in, in making 
again, an immersive experience for you. And that's that's pretty cool. And I got to imagine as a cast member or a crew member in that case, it's got to be fun for them too, because at least it keeps it interesting. It's not always, always, always the same. At least there's a little variation in their day. Oh, yeah. So that, that's got to be kind of cool. Um, yeah, I think so. And uh, their days are long. Oh, no doubt. Start with breakfast <laughs> and lunch, and then they get a two-hour break in the afternoon, and then they do dinner. Um, and and they've got the two seatings. They've got the 6 and the 8.30 seating. And then they're done, you know, 10 or 11, and they get up and they do it all over again. And they don't get weekends off either because, you know, when the ship comes in in the morning, um, they turn it around in five or six hours and pull out again that same evening. Wow. Yeah, I got so they don't get any days off. <laughs> so it's a tough life for some of those servers. Yeah, I know that. I know, I've know i known some people who have done that job, and they said it's, it's a, it is a tough life. You're at sea for a period of time. But when you do get time off, you're off for a long period of time. Um, yeah. You know, they'll give you they'll give you like three, four weeks off, something like that at a time. So I guess it's worth it right. in some way. Right. Um, well our head server was from India and he said that, you know, he he worked four months on and two months off. Yeah. And he would go back to India. Sure, he's got plenty of time, and, and so <laughs> for two months and then come back and do four more months at sea. But during those four months he would he wouldn't have any days off and, and he wouldn't see his family. Wow. That's amazing. So, I don't think most of us would like that. But. No, I don't think so either. I mean that's that's a completely different lifestyle. Um, yeah, but, but again, like, you know, Disney cast members everywhere, positive attitude, very friendly, very happy the whole time. So it helped your enjoyment of the, of the cruise, definitely. That's very cool. That, that's one of the most important things is, you know, if you have a good experience, you're going to have a, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a much better time for you and you're going to remember it and want to talk about it on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Very cool. So uh, overall, you would do it again, I assume? I would do it again. And uh, I think there's just one more thing I need to mention, and that's Castaway Key. Ah, yes, right. We didn't talk about that. And, well, I think it's important because that's one of the things that differentiates Disney cruises from other cruises. Disney had bought themselves uh, an island in the Bahamas called Castaway Key. Uh, rumor has it that it used to be an old drug base, and there is, in fact, a landing strip on the other side of the island. So <laughs> that would be a complete rumor. Um, Castaway Key is a... Is a um, Island that Disney has modeled, has, has taken over and, uh, you know, made into their own little beach resort. And uh, there's a very small staff that lives there, but they built a pier and dredged out a channel so the, so the ship pulls right up to a pier there, and you just walk off the ship. You don't have to get on a launch or anything. Nice. And then you walk down, and there's this beautiful horseshoe-shaped bay with beaches all around it, and, of course, you know, full of, of uh, shops and places to eat and lots of beach chairs and umbrellas and hammocks. And, and there were, there were, there's, a little, um, there's a little sort of a mini water park play area with a slide called the Pelican Plunge. Um, there's also the um, – and there are a lot of activities there. There's parasailing. There's uh, snorkeling. There's uh, sailboating. There's – these weird water trikes that they have. Uh, we did snorkeling, and we did the stingray adventure, which you get to feed the stingrays and pet them and swim with them. Oh, that's cool. And for those of you worried about that, they've, they've filed down their, their stingers, so they're not going to hurt you. Um, but uh, that was really cool. That, that is a little extra. I think it was $35 a person, but it was more than worth it. Um, and uh, Castaway Key is, is unique because no other cruise line has anything like that. Uh, and uh, it's wonderful. Again, you know, Disney takes over a beach resort, makes it into their own image, 
And if you are an adult and you don't want to play with the children, there's a separate beach on the other side for adults only. No kids allowed. Okay. And it's called Serenity Cove. <laughs> Serenity Cove. Okay, Serenity. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Right. So anyway, so again, Catholic Key, an amazing. We spent a day there. Just incredible, wonderful day. We snorkeled. We laid on the beach. Uh, we built sand castles. We, we played with the stingrays. They feed you for free. The food there is all part of the okay. package. Um, and most of the staff at Castaway Key gets off the ship and works on Castaway Key during the day and then gets back on at night when you leave. Um, so, uh, you know, that was um, an amazing day, an incredible day. And, and I was going to say about Castaway Key, one of the cool things that Disney has done in the past, and they, they rotate around what they do, but um, they had props from the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies in the uh, just off the shore of Castaway Key at, some, at various points. Yes. Um, I know that they've had – they took a, at least one Nautilus from the uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride and put it under the water. So if you were snorkeling out there, you could see I it. I saw that. I actually saw that. When you start snorkeling and you start swimming out, you don't know what's out there necessarily. And uh, you start getting a little farther out, you start seeing little things on the bottom, you know, little – like little things that look like they came off a shipwreck. And then you swim out a little farther and you come across the Nautilus. And that, there. I think that's a really clever um, Imagineering type touch to put something out there that's just unexpected. And, oh uh, yeah, and then and then if you swim around out there a while, they're a little farther out, uh, uh, close by is a little tugboat that's sunk, and a, a little statue of Minnie Mouse is actually out there under the water. You can't see it from from above the water, but it's on the bottom, sunk. You know, there's Minnie standing there on the bottom, waving at you. That's very cool. <laughs> it's very cool, and. You know, nobody told me about that. I didn't know it was out there. I just wanted to snorkel. I went out snorkeling, and there was all this great stuff, you know. And uh, uh, if you look carefully, there's a little buoy uh, by each of the main things that's just kind of bobbing on the surface. But I had no idea it was there. It was just, it was plus stuff. You know, they were plussing the, the attraction for you. Right. Um, so, yeah, um, uh, that was great. Cashwake, was great. That's so, awesome. anyway. But it sounds like, you know, overall a really fun time. Um, worth the price of admission, as they say, uh, for what it's... Well, again, you know, that's, that's something you need to be aware of. It is going to be more, you know, it's not a bargain carnival cruise. You know, you're not getting the bargain basement um, experience. Right, You're right. getting a plus experience, um, a great experience. And I do think you get, it's worth what you pay for it, but... You, you need to be aware of that. So. Yeah, and that, that's something people should investigate. You know what I what I recommend is take a few minutes if you're listening to this podcast. Go out to um, I believe the actual website is um, it's uh, DisneyCruise.Disney.Go.Com. So just try just go to DisneyCruise.Com and it should redirect you there. And you can go through and you right. can search through the ships and search through what the amenities and all the things that go on. You can order a, a planning DVD. You can sign up for a brochure. Um, you know, or you can talk to your local travel agent and just learn a little bit more about it. But, you know, it's a kind of a way that you can do it on the side and learn a little bit about it and not feel like you have to take the cruise because you talk to a travel agent. So uh, right. you can just kind of check it out and see what it's all about. And they'll let you price it, too. They'll give you an idea of what the, what the cost is, though there are discounts available sometimes. They give you a sense of it on the website. So you can get a feel for how much you're going to have to save and what you want to do. And if you want to do the Disney package along with it, you can check that out, too, and see what, it's, what the additional cost of that would be. Absolutely. And like it's like the resorts, it's very season and time of year dependent. So if you're going during school vacations, it's going to be more expensive. If you're going, if you can go at the end of January when nobody's cruising, 
a lot less expensive. Um, you know, like like any of the Disney uh, adventures, any of the Disney things you might want to do. You know, very seasonal. So that's that's cool. Yeah, because that's one of the important things is just understanding that it's it's seasonal, and you know, like anything, you, you just want to plan in advance and think about when you want to go. Um, and uh, it, I think it sounds like a lot of fun, and now I really want to go, but uh, I think I'll have to save up for that trip. Definitely, you will have to save up. But, you know, they start, um, actually, the cheapest cruises now, they have the, I think it's the magic of sailing out of New York for an overnight sort of get-to-know-us kind of cruise now. Um, and that's something brand new that they've just started doing. Okay. Um, so for those of you that didn't want to and, and book a four-night cruise just to find out what it was like, now you can, if you're in the Northeast or in anywhere in the Eastern United States, you can drive up to New York instead or, you know, take the magic for just an overnighter or for a two- or three-nighter to Nova Scotia. So there's a lot more options nowadays. Um, and, again, the wonder, I think, is out in, in, the, in the West Coast, too, so you can do that so you don't have to fly all the way in from California. Right, right, and I think that's a tremendous thing, too, because uh, I know they, they take trips out to Hawaii and so forth from there, so that's, that's very cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Kurt, it's been a pleasure, and I, I appreciate you taking the time to kind of regale us with the story and tell us all about it. And uh, you know, that maybe that gives somebody the uh, the passion to go out there and try a Disney cruise, and uh, and have some fun with it. Absolutely, Dave. And, and you know, if you if your listeners have any questions and answers, you can address them to Dave, and and he can forward them to me, or or uh, we can do another we can do a Q and A session just on cruises, uh, or whatever you want to do. But uh, I'm happy to answer any questions that anybody has. Um, but I think it was a great experience, more than worth the price of admission, and definitely a credit to the entire Disney world uh, of, of adventures. Definitely something I would do again. I'm ready to go now. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I definitely hear that. But thank Actually, you. it was interesting because I was in the kitchen here at work the other day, and I, uh, I came in with a Disney Cruise shirt on. And, again, it's like going to Disney World. You, you develop a family because you're, you're with these people, you know, for four days straight on the ship. And people are very friendly and happy, and you, so you get to meet them. And, and then the guy was here, and we started talking about Disney cruises, and we were swapping stories. And it, it, you know, it enters you into a, almost a family feeling of, of people that go on Disney cruises. That's, it's the greatest thing in the world, the whole Disney experience. It is like a large yeah. family. Yeah. So if anyone does have any questions about Disney Cruises and you want to learn from now a new expert, um, you can just send me an email. It's, <laughs> it's uh, Dave's. At least, at least a guy with experience. Yeah, there you go. Okay. It's uh, davesdisneyview at gmail.com. Happy to answer your questions. Send it along to Kurt. We can get you some answers and, uh, and uh, try and help you out on planning your Disney Cruise. I, I, see, a, I see a future of uh, uh, vacation planning here coming up for you. Oh, wouldn't that be fabulous? Oh, can you imagine being paid to do nothing but answer questions about Disney all day? I can't even imagine. It just seems uh, so. That's just yeah. too wonderful. I, you know, I yeah, I don't even get paid for this, and I love it so much. It's just, it's great. I know. <laughs> that's the problem. Not too many people doing it for free, you know. Yeah. It's hard to get people to pay for what they can get for free. But. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, thanks very much again, Kurt, for coming on the podcast and talking to us about Disney Cruises. It was my pleasure, Dave, and, and I'd be happy to, like I say, happy to answer any more questions anybody has about them. And that's it for everyone. So remember, if we can dream it, we really can do it. Bye now. From all of us, thanks for taking a listen to the podcast today. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the show stops completely and the doors open. Ladies and gentlemen, please collect your personal belongings, watch your head and step, and take small children by the hand. As this concludes our journey, we hope that you enjoyed the show and that you drive home safely. 
Our thanks go to Doug at geekacres.net for his contributions to the show. And also to Craig for the original music you hear on the show. You can find Craig's music over at ReverbNation.com slash sound A. If you have questions, comments, or thoughts about the show, please feel free to contact Dave at davesdisneyview at gmail.com. Show notes and links to other great content on the web can be found at disneypodcast.net. Now, I will raise the safety bar, and a podcaster will follow you home. Ha 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 